Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. Uh, once again, I'm able to uh, join you again another night and another evening. This is the show Self-Expressions, and I am your host, Brother Robert Pop-Pop Hudson. And uh, welcome. Uh, it's a joy to be here tonight, and it's a, just an honor just to um, come here and share with you, you know, some of the messages um, that I have received. And I'm just going to um, just once again just uh, share with you, okay? And I'm going to get right into it. Uh, tonight's topic is Jesus. And when I say why would I, I'm talking to the, you know, the quotations I, as in me or you or anyone else. Um, we all do know the story of Judas, and we do know that um, he did indeed betray Jesus um, at, you know, um, after, you know, the feast. And, uh and some as known as the, the Last Supper where Jesus, in fact, knew that he was going to be betrayed. And he also let, you know, his disciples know that, yes, I will be betrayed, I will be arrested, and I also will be crucified. So let's um, let's just start with, uh, with Judas himself. Or we can just... Um, Actually, just uh, just take a look at what when Jesus chose the disciples, uh, what he actually was chosen. What he was chosen was he was basically chosen, you know, common men with common flaws, and you know, some of them, you know, were really outstanding as far as their their flaws. Uh, okay, so we just go over and and um. Just look at just a couple of disciples. You know, he chose James and John, um, and they were known as the Sons of Thunder. And you know, for that name, you know, we can all uh, go in and, and look and look up in the Bible, and, and you know, as they start discussing James and John, and it would be a, a kind of fun thing, you know, if you would interact, you know, uh, with me, and also, you know look up James and John, and uh, that's where you would find why they were called the Sons of Thunder. Okay, and he, he chose Matthew, uh, excuse me, Andrew, who was shy in nature. And he also chose Peter, who was bold, who was uh, pretty much the opposite. And Peter was, uh, I would say, a, a man of action, fend himself um, in every way. And, you know, then there's the Roman collaborator, uh, Levi. And he was later called Matthew, which means a gift of God. And then he chose the cynical Nathaniel and Thomas, both known for their doubts and questions. Uh, so through these working class men, these men, um, and, you know, we, we know there's others. There's Paul, who was the persecutor of um persecutor of saints, and then there was, um, you know, and there was also John the Baptist. So 
Um, we're gonna we're gonna skip those for right now and just we're gonna focus on Judas right now. So Judas was, I guess you could say, a, a guy of uh, a good pedigree that you would expect to be a name of disciple. And you know the reason why I say this is because when you know I go uh, look up the history of Judas, uh, Judas, not only him but his father, was uh, basically what was known back at that time as uh, someone that was defending Israel and would, you know, constantly question and also invoke violence against Roman citizens and Roman collaborators. He also, you know, um, took part in what you would call terrorist acts to, you know, just expel the Roman influence, you know, out of uh, Judea. And, you know, he, he... Actually, his name, Judas, comes, you know, from Judea. And so he was more looked upon, if anybody was looking at the disciples, as one of the ones that was more qualified to be a disciple because of his name and of his father and how his father was killed. His father was finally dispelled by the Roman Roman soldiers and actually, in part, was executed, uh, he was crucified, but not in the standard crucified. It wasn't a standing cross. It was actually an X, and they were placed on there, and they were tortured and killed. So Judas had a, a great hatred for the Roman Empire and anyone that was part of the Roman Empire. Judas, in part, became a disciple because he was looking for a Messiah, but not in the Messiah in the sense that anybody else would, would be looking for a Messiah. He was looking for a Messiah for somebody to expel the Roman Empire out of the land of Judea. And thus we can we can see where first, you know, everything that Judas did was under the, the pretense of convincing Jesus. And Judas thought that he could actually convince Jesus to hold an uprising where that uprising can expel the Roman Empire out of the out of the land, and through all this time that we're here, where Judas was actually um, under the tutelage of Jesus, he learned nothing basically at the end. And you can say, well, how can somebody spend such time with Jesus and not learn anything? Well, sometimes we have to break down, you know, our human nature of where, you know, we think that. We're right, and we, you know, heart in our heart and make sure that, you know, no matter what anybody is telling or teaching us, that we won't expel that very nature that we have that is not only holding us back, but it's also self-destructive in nature where we're constantly building up, you know, this brick wall of, you know, reinforcing some of the things that in concepts and ideas and new things that we're not willing to accept. Um, and also, let me just um, mention that, you know, I'm Simon Caston right now. I'm um, not only on Blog Talk Radio, I'm also on Facebook Live. Uh, and if you want to call into Blog Talk Radio, you can call in at 319-527-6091. Um, anytime you want to talk to me, you can just press the number one, and we'll see if we can get you in. 
Okay, so now let's let's get back to Judas and how you know in parts you know we're very much more like Judas. And the reason why I was describing you know some of the disciples is because we're more like Judas than what you think. And when I say that, I say that we have certain ideas, we have certain concepts that we want to push forward, that we want to push on other people, that we want to see if we can influence them to do some of these ideas and some of these concepts that we have formed. And we're unmoving in, in, in that part where we think our idea is right. We think that what we're doing is so right and so righteous that we think that we can sit up and we can convince and we can bargain and we can barter with God himself. And you say, well, well, how in, 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 in that kind of nature, how can we form this? We form this when we go and get our ideas. You know, one thing that I do know is that if you don't incorporate God in a lot of the things that we do and, you know, we forget that God is a mighty God and God can do a lot of things, purchase houses, when we purchase this car, when we purchase cars, you know, do we ever consider and saying, hey, let me let me involve God in this? Is this the right choice am I making? Not only, you know, those things of importance in our lives is things that, you know, this is where we're living. God, can you bless this house? God, can you bless this vehicle? Do we ever consider things like that? You know, Judas never moved and never wavered on and seeing, instead of seeing the masses of people just came to worship and give homage to God, he saw them as a potential army that can overthrow the Roman Empire. He didn't see them as worshipers, worshiping God, worshiping Jesus. He didn't see the he didn't see the miracles for what they were. He saw them for what he wanted to see them. And that's what, you know, a lot of things, and um, if you were with us last night where uh, Evangelist Sheryl was saying that it's not what we see, you know, we should hear the word of God, not just see. You know, a lot of us get into the, the pretense that, you know, we have to witness, we have to see something. But we got a lot of other senses that we don't use, we don't hear. You know, we may perceive or or think that we understand, you know, something that's going on. And, and, you know, for the most part, we need to listen. And, you know, one of the best things that we can do as far as listening is, you know, people say things to us, but we do a totally different thing. Uh, the same thing, like the Word of God and the words is in the Bible. You know, we read things and we understand it. And we know, but we do totally opposite things, like the Ten Commandments, for one. The one thing we, we, we say and what we do is we don't, you know, express to you know ourselves as earnest that we are going to uphold these Ten Commandments. The one thing we do is we break it and say, okay, God understands, but don't pray about it and don't, don't repent. Don't ask him for forgiveness. You just assume that he knows that you want to repent. Wanting and doing is two different things. And that's the difference between what was going on with Judas. 
Now, Judas was also not only trying to convince Jesus, but he was working within the disciples to get them to understand that, you know, overthrowing the Romans was the best thing to do. He wasn't focused mainly on, you know, the gospel. What he was focusing on was obtaining money, you know, because he was a treasurer. He was entrusted being a treasurer of the disciples. And not only through his uh, treasury where he was collecting money, he was also given to the needy and the poor. So he wasn't all bad, but it was just the actions, overall actions and the thoughts of where he let Satan creep into his mind and change his, you know, his whole concept of what he was doing. It wasn't that Jesus could not, you know, turn him back, you know, to the side of the light. What it was was that his compass, his, um, his passion to overthrow the Roman Empire out of his, out of his country, it basically consumed him, and the devil just took a, a, a small foothold in his heart, where he was just bent on just totally destroying, you know, the Roman Empire in that region, and or anybody that was a collaborator. Um, yes, he do he did know about you know Matthew's. Uh, past life and yes when he got a chance yes he did try to you know uh, just go after Matthew and attack Matthew like a lot of other things that you know he done you know he he also um, he also you know befriended um, Thomas and he also tried to convince Thomas to get, you know, collect as many weapons as he could because Thomas was a very uh, unassuming guy. And when he started collecting these weapons, you know, Jesus, you know, uh, reprimanded him and told him, you know, no, this is not what we're doing. Uh, It's kind of hard for anybody to understand still why would I betray Jesus? Why would I betray Jesus? And, you know, we had to go into Matthew 26 where, you know, everything all started. And it started when, you know, the Passover was coming, you know, the worship of Passover. So we're going to go start in um, when the plot first got formed to, you know, capture Jesus. So we're going to go to Matthew 26 in chapter 1. So when Jesus had finished saying all these things, he said to his disciples, as you know, the Passover is two days away, and the Son of Man will be handed over to be crucified. Then the chief priests and the elders of the people assembled in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Capitalist, uh, I'm saying that right, and they schemed to arrest Jesus secretly and kill him. But not during the festival, they said, or there may be a riot among the people. Now, the reason why I'm going to just say right there, when that very thought of a riot happening, what he wanted all along. So while in the house of Simon the leper, a woman came to him with an alabaster jar of very expensive perfume, which she poured on his head and was 
reclining at the table. When the disciples saw this, they were they were indignant. Why this waste? They asked. This perfume could have been sold at a high price, and the money given to the poor. Aware of this, Jesus said to them, "Why are you bothered bothering this woman? She has done beautiful things to me. The poor you will always have with you, but you will not always have me." When she poured this perfume on my body, she did it to prepare me for burial. Truly, I tell you, wherever this gospel is preached throughout the world, what she has done was also told in my memory of her. Okay, and so at this point, Judas decides to betray Jesus. Then one of the twelve, the one called Judas, Israel, went to the chief priests. What are you willing to give me if I deliver him over to you? So they counted out for him thirty pieces of silver. From then on, Judas watched for an opportunity to hand him over. On the first day of the festival of unleavened bread, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Where do you want us? to make preparations for you to eat the Passover. He replied, go into the city to a certain man and tell him, the teacher says, my appointed time is near. I am going to celebrate the Passover with my disciples at your house. So the disciples did as Jesus had directed and dumb and prepared the Passover. When the evening came, Jesus was uh, reclining at the table with the twelve. And they were eating. He said, truly, I tell you, one of you will betray me. Now, at this time, you know, Jesus knew. And he knew it. And he knows that, you know, everything, you know, that as, you know, as far as anything harmful and it'll work out and good. All right. And, um. We're going to read on. Okay, and um, let me get back to where I was. When uh, the evening came, Jesus reclined the, the table with the twelve, and he said, truly, I will tell you, one of you will betray me. They were very sad and began to say to him, one after the other, surely you don't mean me, Lord. Jesus replied, the one who has dripped his hand into the bowl me will betray me. The Son of Man will go just as it is written about him. But woe to that man who betrays the Son of Man. It would be better for him if he had not been born. Then Judas, the one who had betrayed him, said, Surely you don't mean me, me, Rabbi. Jesus answered, You have said so. While they were eating, Jesus took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples, saying, Take and eat, this is my body. Then he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink from it, all of you. This is my blood of the covenant for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink from this fruit of the vine from now on until that day when I drink it new with you in my father's kingdom. And when they began 
I mean, when they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. And, you know, here uh, is where um, I'm going to say, you know, the most, you know, powerful thing that you can do is repent. And, you know, without uh, repenting and changing your ways and, and, you know, actually earnestly meaning it, you know, everything that you do is meaningless because you have an opportunity, you know, and it's it's the one and only opportunity that you have to get things right, to make things right. You know, there is never a thing as being, you know, the time is too late, that it's too late to change, that you can't change. You know, there's a lot of people that say and read a lot of things that are just not true and are harmful to us if we start believing what other people are saying. You know, and there's many different ways where people can say things to you and you think it's it, it, it is in well-meaning. Like, uh, sorry, you know, sorry I couldn't be there for you. You know, what does that really mean? Are they really trying to be there? You know, and um, when people say, you know, I know how you feel. Do you really know how I feel? Or it'll get better in time. You know, um, everything is done in a manner for, you know, to strengthen us as we go on in life. But one thing that we, we do have to understand that there are people that do not mean as well, even though they say well wishes. Um, what we have to do is we have to resolve that strength within ourselves where we can reinforce positive concepts and ideas that constantly keep forming in our mind. Without being able to do that, you know, we will easily be discouraged and, you know, knocked off our course where, the you know, if we don't build up our foundation and keep, you know, building up the positive reinforcements, not only, you know, for ourselves, but if you're raising children, you also want to know that you want them to know that, yes, there's going to be tough times, but, yes, I do have the resolve to get around this, to get through it and, and, and work my way to where we need to be at. You know, with uh, us giving in to a lot of things, it's not making things better. The one thing that can make you better is yourself, and the, the only way that you can do that is have a concrete um, understanding and the bond with God. You know, it doesn't matter, you know, like Judah, who held on to what they'd done to his father and wanted to have a, a long measure of revenge of finally getting the Roman Empire out of Judea. And he thought that he had a birthright, and, you know, the very right to drive them out by any means. And when I say by any means, it was by people. It was by even if he could convince Jesus to raise an uprising to throw the the people or the the Roman empires and collaborators out of Judea. Through that hatred, you know, it worked. Uh, the devil was able to work through him and actually manipulate him into thinking that at some point. He can convince Jesus himself to help 
to hold a rebellion against the Roman Empire and throw them out of Judea once and for all, which never happened because, you know, God's will will be be made. It will, it will be made plain. It won't be through um, any falsehoods or any kind of um, collaboration with Satan. And, you know, even though Judas, in his own way, try to return those 30 pences of gold, you know, it didn't work out. And even at the time where it was bothering his conscience, he never once considered to repent. You know, all those years, you know, going around from town to town and different places with Jesus, he didn't and ask for forgiveness. You know, he hung himself even before Jesus was executed. That's how guilty he was. I mean, whether he knew or not that Jesus was going to be crucified, um, you know, we don't know. The only thing we do know is that he never gave his he never gave a shot at repentance. You know, he held hard and his his heart and heart of thinking that now he just did something that was so terrible that he had to take his life. He didn't once consider, you know, repentance. And that's why I want, you know, the message I want to, you know, send to everybody. You know, it's, 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 it's not too late. You know, you can turn it around right now. You can start right now. And so real quickly, I'm going to go into the call of salvation. And, um, you know, it's all about creating that bond and that uh, connection with God. And, it's, and it can start at any time, like I said. And so if you want to start right now, you know, you can repeat after me or you can use your own words. You can say, Father God, I'm a sinner, and I wish to change my ways. I wish to turn my life around. I, like, I choose you. I choose to accept your great sacrifice that you gave when you gave your only begotten son when he died on the cross in Calvary. Father God, please be the light of my life and guide me throughout my days. And once you said that or something similar to that, or like I said, in your own words, you know, you're saved and you're, you know, welcome to the kingdom of heaven. And, you know, the next step I, I suggest you do is you find a Bible-believing teaching sanctuary that will nurture you in the word of Christ. And if you can't find a sanctuary, you know, uh, we're here, right here at Purpose Kingdom Network, where you can he- get a word of God um, almost every night that we're able to. Uh, and, you know, you can just hang out with us until, you know, you find that sanctuary. But, uh, you know, like I said, if, if not, uh, just hang in with us, and we'll, we'll you'll hear a word just about every night that uh, we're able to, to broadcast. All right, and um, I'm just going to do some announcements, and then we're going to get back to our program. This is a product of Purpose Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's show, no matter where in the world you are. Whether you listen to us online or via phone, we uh, greatly appreciate that. Whenever we do a live show, we're broadcasting live on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And we do a live show. We do have a calling number, which is 319-527-6091. Uh, uh, we invite you to um, like us on Facebook at Purpose uh, Purpose 
Kingdom at Facebook. We can see our upcoming shows and advertisements, and from time to time we do make major announcements on that social media page as well as others like Instagram and Twitter, which we're under purpose underscore kingdom. Uh, if you want to send us an email, uh, you can email us at purposekingdomnet at gmail.com where you can send your comments, questions, concerns. You can simply say hello or send a praise request. We gladly honor that. Uh, if you're in need of a Bible, uh, just leave your contact information uh, right there at our email address, and we'll see about getting your Bible. All right? And um, just uh, for some upcoming uh, Purpose Kingdom uh, stuff, and it doesn't have to be a member of Purpose Kingdom Network, um, but in that same email, just leave, uh, if you're interested in participating in a Christian uh, game show, leave your contact information. Uh, basically a telephone number and your name and just let us know that you're interested in being part of a Christian game show. And that's going to be uh, one of the uh, upcoming projects that we're going to have going on uh, later on. Okay. And uh, pretty much uh, getting back to uh, information. Uh, If you want to hear 24 hours of music of inspiration, check out PKN.com. Yes, we have our very own radio network, which is PKN.com. Uh, please check it out and feel free to share with your friends and family members. Okay, and um, tomorrow evening at the uh, 9 p.m. hour, uh, I I believe we have um, scheduled uh, a rebroadcast, if I'm not mistaken. And if I am mistaken, I'm sorry about that. Um, normally, I believe we have Iron Sharpens Iron. Uh, I'm not sure if we're going to be able to um, have that program. But in the event of us not having uh, Iron Sharper Iron with uh, Sister Mary Scott, uh, we will have a rebroadcast, or we may have a special uh, show uh, popping up tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour. So don't forget, uh, check us out at the 9 p.m. hour, and uh, we will be having a uh, some programming tomorrow evening. All right, and uh, with that being said, that's going to be the end of the announcements. Um, and I'm going to go um, and wrap things up real quickly. So, you know, uh, the, the one thing I, I want to leave with you, and I want you to, you know, if you can, you know, share with friends and family members, is that, you know, heart in your heart is not the way to go because what it does is it makes us an immovable, immovable thoughts that, we have to make sure that we have we keep an open mind as far as new things and concepts where it's you know the spirit you know stretching our mind you know expanding our mind where we can take on more uh be able and more productive as far as helping other people out you know not only are you you know helping yourself out you know sometimes you you never know who's watching you and who your inspiration to, you know, make sure that when you become an inspiration, not only to yourself, that you're also that inspiration to somebody else. Sometimes talking to people is not as inspiring as someone seeing you progress as a person, you know, and, and as we progress, you know, sometimes we forget that being progressive and, and you know, in, in our life, and being an inspiration is not only the, the driving force 
that helps yourself, it also helps others. You know, sometimes someone has to see somebody blazing the trail where they can get uh, that positive attitude to get started, to get to get going, to make it to the next level. We have to make sure that we have that positive influence where in the world of constant negativity, where negativity is reinforced upon us, where it's, you know, it almost seems the norm for negative, you know, for negative things to happen, for negative things to be accepted. You know, um, there's a saying, you know, misery loves company. You know, we can't be the ones that, you know, wallowing and, and, you know, helping misery come about. You know, there has to be a place of joy, and it doesn't have to be, you know, where you're just outside skipping, jumping, and singing. No, that that place of joy is that random act of kindness. You know, there's just a such thing as stretching yourself and extending yourself. You know, where I'm not the the part I'm I'm expressing is not extending yourself. You know, I'm not saying you know extend yourself where it's beyond you know reasonable means. But what I'm saying is, you know, it's okay to stretch yourself where you can go ahead and you can, you know, offer that dollar to somebody that's in need or some spare change. Um, it's not going to hurt you. The only thing is is that if we're able to do things and we don't do it, that's not stretching ourselves. You know, who cares what that guy is doing with the money that you gave him? You gave it to him in good faith, you know, um, Having that, you know, the very idea and the concept of acting in good faith, it doesn't end with you. It doesn't end and it doesn't start with you. So, you know, make sure that we, you know, find some kind of way to extend. And, you know, lastly, you know, um, there are people out there that's just not willing to, you know, speak of, you know, some of the good things that has happened, some of the blessings and some of the miracles that are, are you know, happened to them. You know, uh, your testimony is another example of how you can change people and, you know, turn help them turn their life around. You know, it's very easy for us to be on the outside looking in, saying, you know, I, I would have done this. I could do this. I can do. I could do that. Uh, so you know, wrapping things up. Um, as always, you know, I love doing this. Um, I have fun, uh, especially interacting with everybody. It's a you know a, a, a joy to be here broadcasting here on Purpose Kingdom Network. Um, also, I'm also on Facebook Live. So um, shout out to you know everybody on Facebook Live. You know, thanks for, you know, checking me out. And um, hopefully I can inspire you and you can inspire someone else. Um, it, it's, you know, it's all about not just, you know, um, watching somebody struggle. It's, it's also about helping along the way. You know, um, even though there's, a, there's the Jeff Bezos and uh, the Elon Musk, uh, you know, how they got there, can't nobody say they did it by themselves. Along the way, they had to have some kind of help. So, you know, before you um, think about, you know, hey, I'm self-made this and I'm a self-made that, just really, you know, take a look and think about, you know, 
did you really do it all by yourself? And I'm willing to bet um, they're going to say, yeah. But trust me, they had help along the way. And, you know, guess what? You know, um, accepting help is, is nothing wrong with accepting help. You know, there are times that, you know, we can fight it out, and there's times that we need, you know, we do need to, you know, reach out for help. So make sure you do that. Um, hey, it's, it's, it's been a joy, like I said, of, um, you know, being here on uh, PKN. Um, like I said, uh, also, um, don't forget to email us at uh, PurposeKingdomNet at gmail.com. If you're interested in being part of a Christian uh, game show, uh, just leave your contact information and just let me know that you're interested. Um, so with that being said, hey, um, great hanging out with you guys. Uh, God willing, God blessing. I'll see you in another two weeks. I'm out of here and peace. Jesus bless. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. Set me free, I will not lose. Never wanna see me down, I will not lose.